Hey, Crane, joining us here uh, live from SEC Media Days down in Hoover. Uh, about an hour ago, the Houston Chronicle released a report that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out to the league office about joining the SEC. Uh, Jake, what's the feeling on the ground over there? Well, you know, I just released a video. Uh, number one, it's been great, you know, having Media Days. This is the first one I've ever been to. But uh, having it, knowing we're so close to the season uh, is awesome. You know, uh, being able to, to be here and, and interact with the guys, not only the players and coaches, but the media as well. Uh, you know, being able to I guess, come out of the basement and, and see each other and, and interact. But, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas, look, you know, I think you got to take each team differently. Uh, but like I said in the video I just released, you better be careful what you wish for. Uh, if I'm Oklahoma and I'm running through the Big 12 like a wet paper bag, uh, why would I come to the SEC and just start finishing second and third? You're not going to dive down. I'm not saying they would never win the SEC, you know, once every four, five, six years. But you're not going to dominate it the way you did in the Big 12. And Texas, you guys have a hard enough time winning in the Big 12, so I have no idea why you want to come to the SEC. And people say, oh, it's going to recruit their, increase their recruiting advantage. What? Like, yeah. Texas doesn't have the biggest recruiting. You live in the big in one of the biggest states is, in the country. This is about money. State school. Like, it's got to be about what, money. What more advantage do you want? Like, I mean, it's like the emperor from Star Wars, man. Like, they want to go and start blowing up planets. But, you know, when I looked at it, <laughs> Uh, look, it, it may just be a publicity stunt, but if they made a decision to come over to the SEC, like I said, you know, it, it could be great for them, but be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah I mean, so – Go ahead, Greg. What, sorry, Josh. Uh, yeah, no, I guess I, th my question would be, so there's the Texas-Oklahoma side of it, and then the two schools that I immediately thought of were, were LSU and Texas A&M, mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, are the, the SEC schools that are closest to Texas in that footprint. Um, you know, in terms of recruiting down there, you would have to think that they would they would fight this if it came to a vote, would you not? Yeah, you know, and it's funny, if it were to happen, which I doubt it does, but if it were to happen, Texas, and they shouldn't refer to him anyway because they haven't won enough to refer to him as little brother, but you can never call A&M little brother again because big brother would be following little brother, and that's just not how it works. Um, and, and look, you, you look at A&M, obviously they would fight it. The most interesting I, thing I, I see is what happens to the Longhorn Network? Yeah, they're opened by Disney, but the SEC Network's not going to compete with the Longhorn Network in their own conference. So uh, if I'm working at the Longhorn Network right now, uh, it's pretty interesting times. Uh, if you look at LSU, you know, it'd be a great matchup. I'm more excited about the Texas-Texas A&M rivalry, you know, being renewed that we haven't seen, you know, for a decade or longer. Uh, but sure. those two teams come to mind. I'll give you two more teams that should come to mind. Auburn and Alabama. Because if those two teams join the conference, I would not be shocked. And, again, they'd have to ask Saban's permission, of course, like they do in everything. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn and Bama move to the east, which, in reality, geographically, they should be. And then mm -hmm. have Texas and Oklahoma uh, join the don't, west. Don't, and, man. Don't we go into 14 pods at this point? Or well, you'd have here's, the what, west, here's what I think you do. I don't think you have divisions anymore. Why, why, yeah. why do we have divisions anymore? You know, if we're going to do that, if we're going to add all these teams, you, you can't keep adding teams to two divisions. And I don't like the pods. I mean, I just I, I don't like that. Um, we're not picking volleyball teams. This isn't the dodgeball tournament with Globo well, Gym but, versus Average Joe. But a 16-team conference resembles the NFL. It does. But, you know, if, if you're going to sit there and, and say, all right, well, if you look at the scheduling difficulties between that and this way you don't have to play somebody once every seven years, you start going just full out like they do in basketball. Uh, you're able to have more games. You're able to play more games regularly. Uh, and I'm not a fan of the pods, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, here's the deal to me. 
if this happens, then we are moving towards super conferences very, very fast. And uh, it, it will only snowball from there. I mean, what's to stop Clemson? You know, which they would never leave the, the ACC, in my opinion. It's the same thing as Oklahoma. Why would you leave a place you're dominating? But then we're just – why don't we just have super conferences then? Why don't we just have well, super conferences if we're going to do that? Why don't we do that? I mean, I think that's what happens, right? Uh, if if OU and Texas jump ship, the Big 12 is no longer viable They're gone. as a football conference. They're an eight-team dinosaur at that point. So I think you do see four 16-team conferences. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who takes Kansas on board or, you know, <laughs> so, some of those schools in the Big 12, but uh, – or maybe the, the Big – you know, maybe the Big 12 takes the Pac-12 in because the Big 12 has had, you know, at least the ability to get to the college football playoff over the last half decade. But uh, I, I do think it's, it's interesting just – the timing of all this because the current schedule rotation for the sec uh, was put into place when Texas A&M and Missouri joined in 2013. And it was a 12 year deal that expires in 2025, which is the same year that the current college football playoff schedule expires. So I do think that this could have some legs and that Greg Sankey is, is setting up the sec to, you know, have four, five, maybe yeah. even six teams in a CFP. That's a 12 team format and, and just dominate those, those dollars coming from, from the playoff shares. Yeah. And think about, it. I mean, if you're Greg, thank you. Why would you not want Oklahoma and Texas coming in? Do you know how many eyeballs that is on the sec network? Do you know how, I know you guys know how much more revenue that is when you know, we already know how much money Texas A&M has. They don't have as much as Texas does. And Oklahoma's a state school, uh, a bunch of oil parents there in Oklahoma as well. So if I'm Greg Sankey, uh, I would love to add a few more juggernauts to the squad because, I mean, you want to talk about a super conference? Uh, they're building a transformer over here, man. Yeah. So what about the timing of this? It seems like mm. I was talking to Graham. I was like, you know, SEC is pretty savvy and controls all the messaging they want to. And same with, you know, Texas and, and Oklahoma for that matter. So this seems to me, the timing of this seems to set out to embarrass the conference and, and those two teams. Uh, any thoughts to that, either of you guys? Yeah, yeah. These There are no accidents when it comes to these reports. Just like there was no accident when Nick Saban dropped that little dime about Bryce Young before he came up to media days being a million-dollar quarterback. They don't just accidentally say these things. If I'm the if I'm the, in the Big 12 office, you've already lost Nebraska, you know. And, and now that this comes out after media day, during the middle of SEC media day, and more importantly, on the day that Texas A&M's coach is speaking, when he is yeah. talking – on the podium, out. I think. Yeah, that is not a coincidence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, my feeling is that, yeah, this was out there to to a shot at Texas A&M to possibly, you know, you know, put put some, you know, some put the brakes on it if they can, you know, and, you know, the, you know, the last when the Big 12 expanded last time, it was, you know, it was down and dirty uh, deals in the Texas State House to get that stuff done. So this is yeah. this is big boy politics and big yeah, boy, I, mo big boy money. I just want to know when Jimmy Sexton started representing Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably, he pro I'm sure he represents both their coaches. So it's, it's not too far of a, a leap. Right. But yeah, no, Josh, you're right. This is big boy politics and money. And, and I think the, my gut feeling on this is uh, this is getting floated and, you know, we're going to, we're going to see what the reaction is and the league office is going to gauge what the reaction is because if they can, you know, if they can push this through, I mean, Greg Sankey, he likes dollars and, yeah. and it's his job, right? Oh, with, without a doubt. But as we are speaking, there are so many SEC slander tweets being deleted in a certain area of the country. It's amazing Twitter's still <laughs> up. Um, there, people are going to have to go back years and years and years. But look, 
you know, Greg Sankey, number one, I thought he was amazing speaking first, uh, you know, talking about everything and how he handled it. He was really a beacon of light during the whole pandemic at the beginning. And look, his job is to make the conference better. It's not to make Texas A&M better. It's not to make Alabama better, even though you could argue that. It's to make the whole conference better. So uh, when you look at it, you know, from a bird's eye view, it'd be a huge play for the SEC. I mean, why would I not go get, you know, Julio Jones and Kyle Pitts? Right, totally. And I, I think as a fan, right, and as a, a Georgia fan in particular, if this was happening, uh, you know, and we knew we were going to be staying in a four-team playoff format, it would give me some pause just because <laughs> yeah. that gauntlet would be really hard for anyone to run. Um, but, yeah, with 12 teams, uh, you know, I, I mean, Georgia's already gone and scheduled both of these programs out of conference over the next decade and, and has home and homes with OU, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State, uh, the Clemson game coming up here in September. So, I mean, I think that a lot of different schools and athletic departments have been anticipating kind of the, the, next the expansion of, of the yeah. – Right, the next round of expansion in the playoff. And I guess the next round of conference realignment is, mm. is kind of the natural thing to follow that. Yeah, you know, look, uh, deep down, if, if you do the analytics, if this move is made, uh, obviously it helps for money. We've talked about that, the political standpoint. Uh, but also, they're not going to make a play that's going to hurt them and, and hurt the most amount of teams making the playoff from your conference possible. They would look at it and say, all right, I think this means our strength of schedule obviously increases even more, which gives us a better chance um, uh, of being able to put teams in a 12-team playoff when you have that amount of at-large guys put getting into the playoff. Because, I mean, again, guys, I mean, you look at the SEC right now. The SEC West right now is as deep as I think it's ever been from top to bottom. Not saying that Alabama is as elite as they've ever been, but there is no cakewalks. And you add these two guys to the conference, here's what I would like to mm -hmm. do. I would like to add three teams to the conference and send Vandy out, in my opinion, because they just they, they don't fit. You know, it's like being the skinniest kid at fat camp. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I'm sure the biggest party happening anywhere right now is in the Vanderbilt ticket office because all of the uh, Oklahoma and Texas fans that would be happy to take a trip to Nashville out there. But I, I do think that, you know, I, it, it would be interesting to see just sort of how Vanderbilt kind of handles this and what their stance is. And, you know, they continue to dissolve their athletic department and do lots of different things to to kind of prioritize baseball and nothing else. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, it's like last time, I, I'm curious what the domino effect would be. Cause if the SEC makes a move, then that puts everyone else on offense and everyone else, it's going to be a land grab. Yeah, that's true. That, that's exactly right. It creates a vacuum uh, and nobody knows where that vacuum leads. So man, I think it's awfully interesting. Do I think it's very likely to happen? I still don't. But again, guys, I didn't I didn't ever think we'd get to a four team playoff. And now we're going to a 12 team playoff. Uh, you've got NIL happening. You can transfer from one SEC school to another. SEC. Can you imagine if a player now, now we've talked about, you know, players transfer from Tennessee to Alabama. You know, it'd be crazy if a guy went from Auburn, to Alabama, or Alabama to Auburn. But a player going from Texas A&M to Texas or Oklahoma Ooh. to Texas. I mean, dude, uh, it's it's going to get to quote uh, the great coach read by you from the water boy. It's about to get awfully physical around here. <laughs> well, right on. Well, Jake, we know that you're uh, you're busy there, and uh, you got Coach Leach heading down Radio Row towards you. So we'll let you go, but but we really appreciate you jumping on here with us real quick and giving us your thoughts, guys. Anytime, y'all do a fantastic job. Uh, you just let me know, and, and we'll chop it up anytime. Appreciate you guys. All right, Pre appreciate you, man. Enjoy your content. All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll see you, man.
So Josh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, uh, how are you feeling about this emotionally as a fan? Do you hate it? Currently right now, it? I'm feeling pretty upset at my uh, switcher. Um, now, I, I, you know, I've been beaten up about a bunch over the uh, uh, playoff expansion over the last few days on Twitter. So it just kind of cracks me up. A lot of these people are clinging to the tradition of college football. So this this flies directly in the face of that. And, and it's no longer the sport that um, that so many of us grew up watching in terms of sure. tradition and stuff. So I, I'd be hypocritical if I said uh, I would embrace the expanded playoff and not embrace the next round of expansion. So of course I'm excited. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I think at some point, you know, let's like we actually said this same thing, like rip off the bandaid in terms of expanding the playoff. So let's just rip off the bandaid of the whole sport and let's make, like you, you know, said a four-team super conference, whatever it is, whatever it is to make it exciting. Because I've always said this is the best sport with the the least desirable postseason, and 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 I've used the NFL model um, to describe what I would like to see in the postseason, and this certainly lines up that way. And, uh, and well, it's and winning. And how about winning an SEC when you've got Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, LSU, Florida, and Auburn and Georgia? I mean, that's that means a lot, you know. Yeah, and if, and if you do, you should you should be rewarded with one of those top four seeds and a buy, in my personal opinion. Um, and if you had four super conferences, I think it's much easier to say we're going to give buys to the four conference championships from the 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 Power Four. I guess it would be at that point, but. What's interesting to think about, man, is like, you know, does this – I mean, I've been on the team of the the 12-team playoff devalues the regular season, right? That's something that I've said. Right. Um, and I think that, like, maybe, maybe this does give a little scratch in my column uh, just in the sense that, like, I could I, – I guess I could twist this kind of easily and say, like, maybe Sankey sees – the same thing of, of a potential loss of interest in some of these games or especially in like, you know, some of these out of conference games that are so shitty. Um, so then all of a sudden you add Texas and Oklahoma and maybe you go to a nine game conference schedule. If, yeah. I think if, if anything, I, yeah. he's like, if he's like, if you guys are going to make me play more conference games, I'm going to make more conference teams. Yeah. And I'm going to make better, you know, more conference entertaining games, yeah. conference games. Right. I mean, like who wouldn't want to see Texas and LSU play every year? I mean that well, game that, was phenomenal. I, I yeah I don't know what the, the scheduling looks like for that, but it's exciting for sure. I, I I believe that the timing of this could cause problems for it. Um, I think that sort of if it was down, uh, if it was a secret and and unbeknownst to a lot of folks, this gives them time to stop it from happening. Would be my guess. Um, so it'll be interesting the news that comes out as as a result of it. To hear Greg Sankey say no comment was probably the most shocking thing that will happen this week. At Silence. Created. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, inaction is, is an action at yeah. some point. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I mean, I, I was watching the the live feed from Hoover when Jimbo Fisher was standing up there on the podium, they asked him about it and he was just like, I'm sure, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they would. I'm sure they would. And he was just like, it's not my job to worry about that, which he's right about. But uh I mean, I, I've been told the A&M message boards are in full meltdown mode right now. I'm sure Hogville and some of the others in the, the West are as well. I don't know that this really affects Georgia that much at all anyways, truthfully. If, a, if you're a Georgia fan, I don't think it really changes your recruiting or any of that stuff. Um, 
It changes but, it changes you as a fan, but I don't institutionally wise and in, in the landscape of, of the SEC where we are, I don't I mean, no. I mean, like you said, we've got these both these teams scheduled. So that's and we've always fans say we want more games that matter and that are better. And this puts two teams that you get to schedule every you know, on a rotation for however however that works out. So I think totally yeah. And I mean I'm in I'm in a, a few different text threads with Georgia fans and like it's funny because this report getting leaked out, the same people that are uh, that are really upset about the the potential of this change, also are the same people that have been complaining about how you know kind of lackluster Georgia's home schedule is uh, every other year. And it's like, well, the the value of your season tickets just went up if you've got Texas or Oklahoma coming to town every so often. Or it, so it's just, it's an interesting dynamic. There's a lot of moving parts and. Like you said, there's a lot more still to come. Um, we've got some stuff coming on the dog sports side of things uh, this afternoon and evening as well. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting as everything kind of continues to flow out. Uh, but I do think if this happens, it's going to happen fast because these contracts expire in 2025 and with voting right. and, and let's, all that. Let's, so. let's speculate. So let's just let's, let's play a little bit before we go. All right, so uh-huh. let's just let's break it into fourteen, you know, pods or divisions or whatever. So you got who's all right? So you got Alabama and Auburn in one. You've got Georgia, Florida in another. Uh, you've got uh-huh. Texas, Texas, and Oklahoma in another. So where where does it does LSU and Arkansas go to the West with those two, and then you stick uh, the Mississippi schools in with Alabama, Auburn, and then put Tennessee, Missouri, and Kentucky in one? I mean, what do you? Is, you uh, know? I mean, I think. I think you could see like I guess you put Georgia and Auburn and Florida in I, one and then put out and then you know make that in South Carolina. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And, and then, then you put Alabama, Tennessee, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Missouri. Or Vandy. I don't I'm sure they would set it up as easy as possible for, for Alabama. So <laughs> it probably it would probably be Vandy, right? But I mean, I think you I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you logically think LSU and Bama might be in the same pod even I mean, but you, it's the, the whole thing. It's like, what is Tennessee, you know, Tennessee, Alabama, that tr- tradition rivalry or whatever, you know, that always, it's going to, it's going to cause more problems. Here we go. Auburn and Tennessee causing more problems for scheduling. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And like, I'm sure that Auburn would respond to this uh, in an extremely like threatened <laughs> manner because that's, that's sort of the, the MO of the Auburn football program, right, is the the inferiority complex and always feeling like their place in the pecking order is being threatened. But, uh, man, yeah, I, I think it would get really interesting. I think there's a lot of ways to do it. If, if we know one thing about Greg Sankey, though, right, it's that, like, I think Greg Sankey is, like, kind of a closet, like, uh, like reader of kind of nerdy hypothetical football content, right, because – the 12-team playoff thing, he's been a big proponent of, and everybody was like, wait, you know, Greg Sankey's even thought of a 12-team playoff. Like, the idea of Mike Slive or Roy Kramer even having the, uh, you know, the awareness or looking at a hypothetical 12-team playoff, I feel like, is is a little more far-fetched. Um, but I could totally see Sankey, like, I think he's as smooth a customer and administrator in, in college sports anywhere that we've ever seen it wouldn't shock me if like this has been the long game for him from the jump, man. I mean, it really would not surprise me at all if, if he's had his eyes on this for a long time. And if he 
knows what pods are and has done his research on it and and so on and so forth um it's it's gonna get really interesting i, I didn't get I a think. chance to ask jake but uh, i thought does this strengthen notre dame's position as an independent or does it, it or is it would be the final uh straw that would break the back of of their independence and make them join a conference I don't think it would make them because they've already, as long as they sign that contract with the new CFP format, they'll be fine. But I think that the ACC may give them an ultimatum of like, you either have to join or we're not giving you access to five games a year and and basketball and, and a member of our conference and all these other sports, just because I think the ACC is going to be scrambling for inventory, right? Like, you know, I, it's already hard enough to watch a lot of those ACC games, uh, like tuning into to Wake Forest and NC State on a Thursday night in mid-October is something that I do because I grew up in that region, but it's not something a lot of people want to do. Um, so I think that they would need to, to try and add in a Notre Dame as a full-time member. They would need to try it, add in maybe a West Virginia uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech would be a cool, you know, game to watch every year. Like, I think they would have to to reach for for whoever they possibly could. Yeah, it's it's um, it's the old musical chairs thing. Somebody, you know, and yeah, and I mean, like, I think that this could be a good thing. It's like you know, maybe Nebraska gets back into bed, you know, not with Oklahoma and Texas, but maybe Colorado. Uh, and Nebraska end up in the same conference again, or, or some of those more regionally like appropriate opponents. I, I have no idea. I mean, there's this could fall a million different ways, but I do think that we'll probably end up looking. My gut feeling here is that we're going to end up looking back at this, uh, you know, in in a year or five years or a decade, and be like, well, that was the day that the first domino fell on the the next round of realignment, and. Yeah. And we've been waiting for this for a while. Um, and at the end of the day, man, like I, I went through this with the, 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 the playoff expansion, but like, if it's going to make more money, then they're going to do it. And so I think they're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, if Texas is willing to come and, you know, sort of not bring a big pile of money and willing to share it uh, with those schools, then yeah, that's they. They have all the. They don't have all the cards, but if they're willing to play those cards that they have, it's it could be happening. This could be it, crazy. Like who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? No, I know. And, and Jake is right, right? Like the the Longhorn Network is going to be a, a hurdle that has to be overcome because that that contract with ESPN goes through twenty thirty one. So I'm sure that you know. I mean, ESPN's also the the contract holder on the SEC network, so I, I'm sure they could find a way to to move some of those agreements over to the sec network. But uh, that would be the thing that the Texas would have it to would make go. enough money that they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, Texas would be stupid to, to hold on to the Longhorn network, but the Longhorn network is also what cost the big 12 uh, in the last round of realignment. Right. You know, that's, I mean, Oklahoma seriously considered going to the sec last time around and Nebraska left over the Longhorn network. And, you know, uh, like they're, a lot of that shifting happened because Texas was too egotistical and thought too highly of themselves to, to give up their own television network. And so it wouldn't shock me just because like, if you ever met Texas fans they are some of the most arrogant people on earth and their perception of where they fit into the modern college football landscape is vastly different than 
the importance that they have in the average season or that they've had over the last 15 years since Vince Young was on campus. And so, that's when Graham realized he hated Texas. <laughs> no, no, dude. I mean, I used to live down there, right? No, My I'm first job out of college just... was in Dallas. And, like, they just – Texas is a big thing in Texas, right? But, like, it's not – the the results on the field have not mirrored the the amount of money invested in the amount of hype and all of that. I mean, they – Some would they say over- Georgia kind of mirrors that, too. I mean, but Georgia's never like lost uh, to Maryland back to back to open seasons or anything like that. Like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, dude. Georgia's Georgia's had the hype and has let down before, but they haven't let down to the tune of like seven and five. They've let down to the tune of like ten and two, which is I think very different. But either way, my point is just that like I could see this whole thing coming down the line and and almost happening, and then Texas just blows it because like. (laughs) They're they're too arrogant and too stubborn and think that everyone should should be kissing their feet when the reality like they're scrambling to come to the SEC. Yeah, because... I don't know. This seems like a different tone. This seems like a different tone. If they're working with Oklahoma, you know, it's it's a little different tone than trying to keep the Big Twelve control of the Big Twelve as opposed to here we are, we want to come play with you guys. I think it's a different tone. So, All well, right. and I think Texas. One more thing I'll say before we get off. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think that Texas is smart. Uh, to try and bring Oklahoma with them and try and change the status quo because what's happening right now is not working for them. Right. Um, yeah. OU's won however many consecutive big 12 titles, like put OU in a different situation and maybe you can flip the script a little bit. And and their championship game often can be a damn rematch from the week before. It's just, it's just kind of there. Like you say, it's, it's not perfect and it will continue to have, uh, you know, ramifications, especially when the playoff expands, and they know that, and that's what they're trying to get ahead of. So, totally. Graham, Graham, thank you for getting Jake on. Uh, be sure to, yeah. to to subscribe to the J Boy podcast. He's over there in Hoover, grinding it out, and uh, love his stuff. and And he's super active, and and we appreciate his uh, tweets and love he shows our way. So uh, that was awesome, Graham. Thank you. Take us out of here, man. Uh, yeah, that's Josh Hancher. You can find him on Twitter at dog underscore stats. Uh, Follow him for really good analytics, lots of good snark, lots of tough but fair tweets. Uh, my name is Graham Coffey. You can find me online at Dog Out West. Uh, I also write for SB Nation. Be sure to check out uh, what's going on over there at dogsports.com. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you joining us, and I'm sure we'll be back to follow all this as the saga unfolds. All right, my brother. Go dogs. Go dogs.